0: Windshield time again. I want to add again to the name of the podcast. How's everybody doing? It is Tuesday, the April the sixteenth. Eight thirteen in the morning. In the morning, that weird thing you never could like specify times before because you didn't want your boss to know whether you were dicking off when you were actually coming into work or not. Uh, ain't gotta worry about that. But uh. Yeah, beautiful day, sun's out, Grandpa Mark's in town, hanging out with the kids, it's always good, driving down my street where there's like three houses for sale right across from each other, they had an estate sale at one of the three houses last week, and uh, they had just people, the estate sale started at 8, they had people waiting outside at like 7am to get into this estate sale, to buy people's old shit. I admit, I went by. but it, Everything was done pick through at that point. There was nothing good. Unless I wanted to buy some like uh, hedge trimmers for two bucks. Which would have been a good deal, but I wasn't in the market for any hedge trimmers. As Wayne in Wayne's World says, I don't have aw gun, so therefore I have no need for aw gun rack. I guess I got some hedges, but not enough for aw hedge trimmer. Uh, yeah. Just it's weird it's like right now because they always have people's dishes and apparently dishes was is a thing that people used to save. They were thinking, Oh, Passy's died to my grandchildren. Yeah, they don't want your shit. They want like two plates and like that's about it. Even like I mean, it's just it's just stuff. I think that's the number one thing when I ask these estate people, like, Oh, what's left? and They're like, Yeah, we're uh, we can't get rid of the dishes. What does this say? The Chalkbox Studio. I have no idea what the hell that means. All right, note to self, there's a sign. It was a red arrow with black writing on it. Yeah, I'm 10 feet away and I couldn't read it, so good luck with that. Um, but no, it's usually like the glassware and dishes and shit that nobody wants. You know, they have to take it to the, to the, to the Goodwill or whatever. And then it sits there. You know why? Because nobody wants it. It's the humility of having to realize that the stuff that you're saving or collecting to pass down to your kids or relatives or whatever, yeah, times are probably going to change and they're not going to want it. Like, I used to get a Maxim Magazine. Maxim Magazine was, you know, in the the 2000s. It was good. Yes, it did have scantily clad women in it, but what it did have in it, because I was a read the articles type person, because when I was a teenager, my parents were cool enough where I had a Playboy subscription coming to the house. Is because it did have a lot of good articles. And people overlooked the fact And that joke about I, I read the articles was that uh, uh, P.J. O'Rourke and Hunter S. Thompson and like a ton of phenomenal writers wrote for Playboy and wrote some really, really good stuff. And this is before the internet and Vice News and everything else. Before this, that was the only outlet you could find these kind of uh, alternative or uh, journalists that weren't writing for one of five to you know one or five or six big organizations. You know, they didn't have a platform. I mean, Newsweek was never going to run Newsweek and Time Magazine was never going to run Hunter S. Thompson. That's just a fact. His shit was crazy. Still is if you haven't read it. But they were never going to they were never going to run his stuff. So. Playboy giving him a platform to run his first his his first article, some of his first stuff wouldn't have had it otherwise. All that to say, Maxim magazine used to have some pretty good tips in it, just like Playboy did, of like how to how to do life, how to defend yourself, how to how to the exchange rate of money in Thailand, how to how to how to hypnotize a lobster before you cook it stuff like that. It was always just how-to things in life. So I I have, you know, a few hundred Maxim magazines that I saved because I had a lot of really good tips that I was going to pass along to my nephew. Little did I know a little thing called the internet was going to kick up and any of that shit he needed to know how to do, there's 30 videos on YouTube to do it. So that's what, uh, but I, I mean, it's, they're still in a box in my mom's garage and I'll get rid of them and it is what it is, but. I, I don't think I had my feelings hurt as much as if I'd been lugging around some dishes for like 40 years, wanting to give them to somebody. But uh, I'm not that emotional about it, man. I'm not that emotional about any of the stuff. Like Uncle Kenny gave me a pocket knife, I carry it sometimes. I take that back. I rarely carry it. I don't have that much shit in my life I need to cut. The only people that carry pocket knives a lot are people that have a lot of things they need to cut or people that have a lot of like older men that have idle time on their hands. And idle time means you have time to whittle or you have time to clean out your fingernails or you have time to cut shit just in your idle time. Most people don't have that amount of time. We're too busy doing other stuff. So that's why I don't carry a pocket knife. It's a cool pocket knife. I just don't have a need to carry a pocket knife. It's one more thing I need to keep track of that I don't want to deal with. What else do people pass down? Um, Try to think what else, man. I don't really have any other stuff. Oh, I have a watch that I got made for my, a, a watch, a few hundred dollar watch that I had inscribed for my nephew. I'm pretty confident he's probably never wore it. Needs a battery change. But it was a cool watch, but... I'm not emotional. He's just probably going to lug it around and then forget it somewhere or some shit. What else? I can't think of anything else I'm planning on handing down. Or giving to my kids or like sitting on it for any of that stuff. Speaking of which, the news yesterday, uh, the Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, whatever, Cathedral over in Paris caught fire and burned during renovations which I've never been there, but I think they said they get like 10,000 visitors a day. Saving grace in this, and I hate that it burned, hate like hell, especially, I mean, I didn't get to see it and it's just something special, I've been around since twelve hundreds, special a lot of people, it's just the significance in the world. But as I've stated before, I don't want to have to wait for something like this to happen for me to look around and appreciate the things in me, and, uh, things around me in life. I don't want to have to wait till one of my children gets sick. I don't want to have to wait till somebody in my family gets cancer. I don't want to have to wait till somebody dies till I appreciate the people around me and the things around me, and all that. I never got to see Notre Dame the way it was originally from the 1200s. But the good news is on my Facebook feed, a shit ton of people I know actually went there and got pictures, stayed across the street, visited it. And worst case scenario, there's a lot of people right now thinking about their time in Paris and reminiscing, and worst case scenario, some folks think that, remind themselves they need to go back or they need to start new adventures. At least, that's my hope. I mean, I hope they rebuild it. It sucks. The end result really sucks. But, as goes life, man. I was flipping around on the Facebooks last night, and buddy of mine that owns his own business and he just said he's got he's got his fourth kid on the way he has his fourth kid on the way and um he said this is the first he's just coming back from vacation it's his first vacation he's taken in two years real vacation he's taken in two years where he unplugged and everything and which kind of blows my mind. I get it, man. I've been there. Shit always comes up and everything. But, at the end of the day, what's what's really all the sacrifice and everything for? For all that? For what? No paycheck? Yeah, I get you gotta pay bills, but I'm not criticizing him or his life particularly. I'm just saying, I don't think, especially now with a job change, there's nothing that, that, for me, is gonna make sense where I'm like, Cool. I'm just going to sacrifice all this to look back and say like, oh, we added another comma. Another comma in the bank account. Yeah, those four years that me and the wife and kids didn't go on vacation. I know, but check out this comma. Check out these extra zeros. Isn't that cool? Nobody gives a shit. Again, look at the obituaries in your local paper or local funeral home See how many people they mentioned how so many people's obituaries has their wealth or uh, their credit score in it? That would be none. If it was that important, they would list it in your obituary. And the thing about it is, it's not. Yes, you need money for shit to live and survive, but it's it's not what you're doing with your what. What the life you're living with your money? Or should I say it's, yeah, it's how? What are you? What are you doing with the stuff that you have now? If you were woke up tomorrow and you had like half the amount of income or stuff that you have right now, how would your life be different? How would things change? So, like, therefore, what you have now, what are you? What are you doing with the shit you got? Sure, there's a spare room in your house. or some vacant real estate or something that's just sitting there that you're not using so if you're really wanting more what are you doing with the shit you got I mean there's my buddy Rob, i probably mentioned this before my buddy Rob, he told me his wife's family, there's 16 of them 16 people living a thousand square feet in the Philippines 16, do the math on that on the thousand square feet of what that is That's an average two-bedroom, one-bath apartment in the United States. A little less, about a little less than a 1,000 square feet, about the average. And anyway, know, just imagine 16 people in there. One, how cool would it be to have that many people around just so you always had somebody to talk to? You're know, like, every time you go in the, the kitchen or do any shit, there's always like two or three people around. I get, yeah, you need some privacy from time to time. But for the most part, it's like, it would be cool to always have somebody around to go do shit with. Never got to call your buddies or text them. Hey, man, you want to go? Man, I can't. Got softball practice. Got blah, blah, blah. When you live like that, simplistically, or below the worldwide poverty line, that many people, no one's going to turn you down to go do shit. Because they don't really have other shit going on. And at the end of the day, how many people wouldn't trade up, trade a shit ton of their income just to have more the people they really enjoy hanging out with around them, more often. I do that in a heartbeat. Shit. I, I, if I could squeeze like the closest 16 people in my life into a thousand square feet, and we had a little bit of a little bit of land or something, I ain't talking no hippie commune or no Branch and start sleeping with each other's wives type shit. I'm just saying, if you had enough space or a close enough area where all the closest people you could talk to and hang out with every day, just think of all your buddies, or girlfriends, or anybody that the people that make you laugh the hardest, the people that every time you're around each other you you dread having to leave because you enjoy spending time around them so much. You're just like, I would say that like I have friends that I say some of the dumbest shit, but it's the funniest shit when I'm only around them. And if I could spend every day around them, what 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 do you need? What do you need an extra? Thirty thousand dollars in your life, if you could wake up and like spend an hour to two hours a day just with those with those people in your life that you just could talk to forever, just shoot the shit. I mean, dude, you could have the most fun. I mean, I remember growing up standing outside of the Circle M convenience store in Altus, Arkansas. One day, this was multiple days. I'd done this with different friends. There was a payphone there. That just like random ass people would just call to go like, hey, "Is Billy around?" Is George around? I don't know. I mentioned Billy and George in the last podcast, but still, is Billy around? Is Jeremy there? Can I talk to Dean? Whoever was there, like, nope, not here. Who is this? Uh, But you can have the phone number to the payphone. You can just call. I remember one night, me, Eric Rinky, my buddy Brian's older brother, and uh, Roy Day. We stood. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. It's happened to run each other at Circle M. We stood outside circling, shit talking, goofing around for at least two to three hours with no particular outcome other than Roy drove this old Chevy truck, 68 Chevy, that the gas gauge was broke, so he always had to carry a piece of water hose in the bed of it to stick down into the gas tank to measure how much gas was still in the tank. But Roy started messing with this piece of pipe and he ended up putting it on as a belt. This is a goof. And I remember open mouth, gasping for air, laughing. It was so stupid and so damn funny that we dared Roy to wear it to school the next day as a belt. And sure as shit, Roy showed up the next day with his water hose belt on. Hilarious. Yeah, I get it that we were in high school and stuff's a lot funnier then. But why Why should it be as an adult? It can't be that funny. Why does it, why is it, like how much of your days of your life is spent not around those people, or not those people in your life. That you just think about all the time of all the dumb shit and conversations and stuff that you had. I mean, like, like again, financially. Why? Why? If given the option to hang out with those people, the closest ten, fifteen people, that you're just like, we're never going to run out of stuff to talk about or shit to do or whatever. I mean. Would you? Would money be an option? And even better, even better, even better if you have kids, and your kids can wake up every day, and see mom and dad that happy because they have that amount of people around them that make mom and dad happy or help that mom and dad equally make these folks happy and they make your mom and dad happy. To just have all that community of people around that just. Just in essence helps raise your kid or helps teach them and show them the ways of the world and the character. Because let's be honest, if you got those 10 or 15 people around you, most anything in the world that needs to be figured out, that group, your group could figure it out anyway. I mean, they could. I mean, I got like, even like my Facebook group, my Facebook friends right now, if the world imploded tomorrow, I got. I have probably eighty-five percent of shits covered. I got it. Just for my Facebook friends, we're having Feaster this Sunday at the Sandbar National, my wife's bar, which is a alternative to Easter plans. If you don't have family, you don't do the traditional thing. Whatever. We, it's like show up, bring a friend, bring family, dogs, whatever. And I created the Facebook event for Feaster, and I went down all my Facebook friends to invite people to come to it. And I invited 95% of my Facebook friends. Not because I'm a dick. It's just because 95% of my friends is people that I want to see, that I want to come out, that I want to hang out with, spend time with. I don't have that co-work person I used to work with that I'm like, I don't know about hanging out with them. I don't know about social. I don't know. Dude, I didn't have any of that. Only people I didn't invite, that 5%, were people that live out by me in Lebanon that I don't know if they would be willing to drive in. I could have invited them. I just didn't. Or people, friends that live in Mississippi, or my family in Arkansas. So it's probably more than 5%. But those are the people I didn't invite. Everybody else that was in the driving distance, I invited everybody. And a lot of people, this would be the only first time in six to eight months I got a chance to see them. How damn sad is that, man? You have people that you want to invite out to celebrations, spend time with your family and everything, and you just, it's been six to eight months, man. What What did we all get so damn busy doing? What was it? What was it that you look back and you're like, yeah, I traded this to hang out with Jared and Mike and Owen and uh, Gary, everybody. I traded, I traded the last six to eight months of doing this instead of that. And and whatever that was of your trade, would you are you proud of it that you traded it? Because I damn sure I'm not. i was sitting down having lunch with my buddy uh, Eric. About six eight months ago, and we were sitting outside. And it was beautiful weather, like it is today. we had having a hamburger, sitting out there, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I don't know if you got anything. You gotta go, man. I get it." And I'm like, "Nah," I'm like, "Dude, if we traveled halfway around the world and we were sitting in a cafe in Paris or in the south of, uh, south of France or in Spain and Barcelona, if we were if we were in any of those places." Mexico in a nice town, or a courtyard, or on the beach, or whatever. If we were there, at that him and I sitting there having a conversation we we're having, we wouldn't be in a rush to leave. We wouldn't be in a rush to go anywhere because we realize that's the best place we could possibly ever be. Why why do we need to travel a thousand miles away or go on vacation or this or that to do that? It doesn't make any sense. You can do it today. It's alright. Take off work a little early. Call somebody. You gotta you spend some time on the road. Call somebody. Talk to them for an hour and a half on the Talk to somebody today. Call somebody or reach out to somebody you can meet up with that when you start hanging out, you look up and it's been four hours and you didn't even realize that time went by because you're not looking at the clock. The only time you're looking at the clock is when you're doing shit you don't want to be doing. Whereas when you're doing stuff you want to be doing around people you want to be spending time around, you don't look at the clock. Sorry about my long-winded rant today about this. Nah, I take that back, I'm not sorry. I I mostly do this, it's the Todd Snyder quote. I didn't come down here to change y'all's mind about anything, I came down here to ease my own mind about everything. And that's what this is and what it's become. Just a reminder to myself that so much shit every day doesn't matter. You may think it does, but it does. Deciding to quit the best-paying job that I had for the longest of my life, that I once had a passion I'd stab somebody for or go get a fistfight over, was one of the best things I ever did. Because as I was leaving and winding down my tenure, I realized there was a lot of things that I'd been doing that were important to me that no one else gave a damn about. And I have to look around at my own life, my personal life, my time with my family, and my business now that I'm part owner in, and look at it and go, how much of this is important to me, and how much of this is important to other people. And most of the time, you find out, if it's only important to you. And if you're doing it and it's only important to you and you really aren't that juiced about it, then why not use that exact same amount of time to do some real shit that's really important to you that no one, is, that you're really excited about? So what if nobody else cares about it? You're spending the same amount of time, might as well be doing it on some stuff that's your own stuff that you're excited about than spending that amount of time on some shit you just think is important. Well, that's all I got from your old pal, Neil, rolling into town. This podcast is brought to you by Terry's Auto Glass. Terry doesn't know. He's a sponsor. But hopefully he gets a referral if if you're in the market for Auto Glass. Call Terry. I'm going to guess there's a Terry there, but I don't know. Also brought to you by Cargo Transporters. I'm guessing the name is what they do. They transport cargo. See if we got any other sponsors. I think that's about it. Yep, Vulcan Materials and Walmart and Sam's Club, brought to you, oh, and Central Woodard, also known as Sin Woody, a uh, a local, uh, what is Sin Woody's? Central Woodwork. Woodwork, windows, doors, entries, mill work, called Sin Wood. C-E-N-W-O-O-D.com For all your wood needs For entryways and such That's all I got folks Hope y'all have a good rest of your What's today? Tuesday Two for Tuesday Flip over to a classic rock channel And try to guess which two Billy Idol songs Are going to play today Yeah, bet you can't guess White Wedding and Money Money. (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert have a good rest of the day, folks. Up to see you soon. And if I don't, I think you should call somebody or see somebody else you're stoked about seeing soon. Just as a as a uh, as a, as a, as a hat tip to your old pal, Neil. Have a good rest of your day. Good rest of your week. Do some shit you want to do today. It's okay. At least you'll remember it. Instead of doing some shit somebody else wants you to do today.